Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. I got an incredible story. So we had our men's breakfast yesterday, which was incredible. And for the first time, we did a gift exchange. And uh, there's a $20 minimum, but no maximum. Can you imagine uh, what kind of gifts were in the pile up here? It was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, so everybody's opening these gifts, and they're getting, like, knives and lots of knives. I mean, we are lots of knives. Manly gifts, right? Ammo, I mean, all kinds of great things. And then Doug comes up here, and he opens this gift, and he, we made all the guys come up on the stage to open their gift because it was Dirty Santa, so we had to know what was in it. And he pulls out this, um, this birdhouse out of a box and... I mean, the manliest gift of all, right? A birdhouse. Which was really cool, though, because there's a scripture on there about how God provides seed to the sower, and attached to the birdhouse was a $100 bill. So, really cool, right? And then Doug was sitting next to me, so he comes and he sits down, and he proceeds to tell me what this gift actually means to him. And I'm going to let him tell you. This is tough, guys. Um, I'll take a step back here. Um, So... January 24th, <clears throat> I lost my hero as my father. He's a Vietnam, uh, sorry, he's a Vietnam veteran, and he died of uh, shrapnel in his stomach last year. So 60 years later, his terrible tragedy in Vietnam came back and haunted him and killed him, actually, this past January. But one thing that um, Tim didn't know about this gift and nobody else did is my father built birdhouses for everybody. And to see that, like, <clears throat> the last few weeks have been pretty tough, right? This is uh, t- trialing, trial time for our, our family because this is the first time we've had Christmas without Dad. And we went yesterday. Tim didn't know this either. So yesterday we were actually going to have the family Christmas. So, and it was pretty cool to have, <laughs> like, God and Dad, like, speak that to us before we went up there. And yesterday we were able to go by the graveside, and the VA had... Um, uh, update his gravesite. He had all his all his medals and everything. And it was really freaking cool, and it was just an honor to be a part. But can I go back and tell what I told you out there earlier? Is I think everybody in here wants those those gifts and those uh, blessings and those hearings from God. And yes, they're amazing, right? But that didn't that would have never happened uh, without Tim. Can I bring Tim up here? He's in the kids' class. Oh. Tim was been obedient, you guys, to no end. And his prayer life has been so impactful to so many people in this in this congregation, and I'm just grateful to be a part of that. He didn't have to like think about this. We all brought ammo and knives, and shotgun shells, all this manly stuff. I mean, it's the manly manly thing, and it's a birdhouse. Who wants a birdhouse? You know. And he thought the same thing. So when he got the birdhouse, he's like, he was just being obedient to what God had said, bring this birdhouse. And so when you guys see Tim, tell him thank you for being obedient because I promise you, he's praying for you guys as well. So, Oh. Um, I do at the house. It's, it's, it's sowing the seed. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know how to. I'll get with you later and tell you about it. But if I remembered it, I don't remember right now. No, I actually, um, I actually posted the the hundred dollar the hundred dollar bill and the the saying it's on my uh, the sayings on my hundred dollar bill on the refrigerator and the the saying is actually on my my whiteboard in my office now. Yeah, 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 super cool. 
Stay up here. Don't leave, Doug. Don't leave. Amazing, right? I mean, just Tim's obedience, like you said, is amazing, because who brings a birdhouse to a men's thing? I mean, that takes some serious obedience. The Lord asks you to do things that do not make sense, and that is just a perfect example of it. And he was obedient, and he did it. And not only that, but Doug had to be obedient to come up here and pick that gift. The Holy Spirit led him to that one, and it's just like the chain of events that had to take place for that to land in Doug's hands were just is mind-blowing. John tried to steal it from me. <laughs> See, there's, there's parallels there, too, not saying you're evil, but the evil, the, the devil will, come, will, chill, will try to come steal and destroy everything you have. So I just had to stand firm in the Word and say, no, I'm claiming that gift. So I did. And the good news is the guys don't play by the right rules, so we were... Usually you can't steal back after somebody takes it from you, but yesterday you could. So Doug just stole it right back, and then it was locked, and it was good to go. Yep, you can't leave yet. Amazing. But I also want Doug to tell you about something else that he's been working on. Um, He's yeah, he's got a he's putting together a resource for veterans and first responders to help them overcome PTSD and the things that they go through, um, through fitness and like teaching them how to take care of the body and teaching them how to grow spiritually. Um, the Lord's led him into this and he's been figuring out like how it's going to be accomplished. And the more he tells me about it, the more I catch the vision and I realize that, you know, our church is going to be a big part of funding this. You know, we talk a lot about the, the wealth transfer that's coming and we got to have places to put that wealth that are going to bear a lot of fruit in people's lives. And I believe this is one of those things. Why don't you just give us like a brief overview of what you have going. I know it's in the beginning phases, but tell us what you got so far. Yeah. So this is, it's crazy how God works in again, obedience, right? So, um, a lot of you don't know me, but, um, so I actually started seminary uh, in June of this year, and I'm, I'm a crazy entrepreneur. I'm a, I call myself a serial entrepreneur, and um, <clears throat> I laid all my businesses down after dad had passed, and um, a whole focus of life changed, right, where I used to be the source. My, my, my source is my heavenly father, so he's the source. So I laid everything down. Now, I don't encourage everybody to go lay all your businesses down at once like I did, but... Uh, <laughs> So God started revealing this stuff to me throughout the year, and as I press in more to him, he, he keeps on revealing more stuff to me. And it's funny, when I don't see answers, I just like, oh, I haven't been pressing in more. So anyways, God put on my heart late summer um, a fitness company. So I've always, my businesses have been kind of around the, the fitness industry. I own a meal prep company, all kinds of things. Um, anyway, so this company, this me brain idea like chris was talking about a couple weeks ago or last week entrepreneurs we have all these ideas all the time and i had to really have a spiritual discern discernment which if this was going to be something source or the source um and when i kept on pressing in well it kept on god kept on telling me operation fit well i was in the marine corps for a long time i'm a third generation war veteran by the way um and thank you uh, Operation Fit kept on coming to my mind. I'm like, what the heck is this Operation Fit stuff? Um, I don't know anything about one nonprofit, so I didn't know how to do that. Still don't. Uh, we're working on that. Um, but I said, you know, maybe it's working with veterans and first responders and just the fitness and wellness arena because I know that really stinking well. I really, like really do. Like, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, and I'm going through seminary, and he's like. I think you told me at lunch one time, I don't know, it's like, hey, knucklehead, you're in the seminary for a reason, like, you can start teaching people this stuff. And when we really fell into that, or really, like, when I, when I was prayerfully about it, God told me, and I started watching all these sermons and everything, and I was like, 
we need to teach people how to tap into their well of salvation, their fitness and nutrition. So that's our that's our that that is our mission statement. We're teaching people how to tap into their well. We're teaching people how to tap into that well. We have this stuff inside of us. It's innately a part of you as a Christian. Stop being blocked by what the devil's doing to you. Tap into that well. So that's what we're teaching. Um, OperationFit.net. Um, I guess that's pretty much the the gist of the fifty thousand foot view. Uh, we actually launched boot camp January second, our first boot camp, and then if anybody knows anybody that wants to join it, <laughs> uh, we are looking for uh, any veterans that's gone through PTSD because I don't know. I think a Wausau reporter in Tulsa World did a big story on me last week. Uh, if you can go out and take a look at that, but I fought through adversity, alcoholism, PTSD, all that um, six years ago. December 1st, I was released from that. Um, and so, yeah, praise God, right? God's the one. Because I went through rehab and everything, and the only way out of this was by God. 100%. And the VA will get you in this cycle of pill, ill, symptom, symptom, ill, pill. It's just this vicious cycle you can't get out of. So when, I, when veterans come to us or first responders come to us with a need like that, um, I just paint them into a corner. You know, the only way out of this, you can keep on doing this vicious cycle. The only way out of this is through the only, uh, the Prince of Peace. That's it. Thank you. Yep, you're good, man. That's so good, huh? And we were having lunch the other day, and he was kind of just telling me about how he was trying to build this business like he's built the other businesses in the past, and it just wasn't working out. He's like, they just don't, the veterans don't really have the money that it takes to enroll in a program like this. And I was like, well, man, you got a nonprofit on your hands. That's why there's other people that are going to support you to do this, to go out and help people, because they need the help. And I'm excited for that to get off the ground. I'm not going to join the first boot camp, but... uh, (laughs) It's just cool to see how the body of Christ is going to operate completely different in this new season. See, he went to seminary, and most people would be like, oh, he's going to become a pastor. It's like, no, he's going to become Mr. Operation Fit. Pastor of Operation Fit, yeah, it's awesome. All right, so I'm in a season right now in my own life where my task list far outweighs the time available to accomplish my task list. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a good time, isn't it? And as a task-oriented guy, it's quite, the, it's quite frustrating for me because I like to finish my task list. And I've been in a season where I no, don't ever get to the end for ever since I had kids, I guess. <laughs> so seven years now, um, I've just kind of come to the understanding that I'll just do my best to get as far as I can down my task list, and then everything else is just going to have to wait till later. Um, and to top it all off in this season, the Holy Spirit's not currently really giving me specifics on what he wants me to do. He's just kind of quiet lately. So it's just me and my task list trying to figure things out. Um, and this isn't the first time that I've been here. It was in the middle of 2020 was really the first year that I started hearing the Holy Spirit give me almost daily direction. And it was exhilarating. And after a few months of almost daily instruction, he would get quiet for a little while. And I, and I knew it was because he wanted me to rest in, in preparation for what was next. But the problem is I'm not very good at resting. So I let myself become miserable while I was supposed to be resting. Anybody relate to that? Okay. That's, I was wondering. And I would think things like, well, what did I do wrong? Why is he, why is he not talking to me? Why, why is the Holy Spirit being so quiet? And the Holy Spirit would always answer, Relax. Relax, you need to rest. You can't handle this nonstop. <laughs> yeah, I can. 
And I never said this out loud, but here's what I thought. And I guess I should have just said it out loud because the Holy Spirit knows everything that we think anyway. Uh, but I think like, yeah, but this is boring. Like, this is really boring. Can't we just write another book? Like, Jesus ain't woke. I mean, come on, let's keep this going. We had a good thing going. Why are we stopping? So here I am in another season of rest, and I'm still floundering. Like, just flopping like a fish out of water over here, trying to figure it out. I'm supposed to just be calmly serving others in this season. That's, my, that's, what, that's what you do in these seasons of rest. You just calmly serve others while you await your next assignment from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we're probably the first generation that expects to be on a high every day. We're always looking for that next dopamine hit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't play along with that. Instagram might, but the Holy Spirit doesn't. Um, yes, there are things on your, in your walk with Christ that are exhilarating, like what Doug experienced yesterday, and that's incredible. We're so thankful for those. Or like when you experience a healing miracle, that's exhilarating. Or somebody prophesies over you. That's awesome, isn't it? So awesome. Or you fulfill some big assignment for God. And even though what happened to me yesterday is not really as significant as what happened to Doug. My, the gift that I opened yesterday was a leather wrapped journal with like these really cool raw paper pages in it, which means a lot to me because I know that my primary gift for the body of Christ is writing. And that's the gift that I chose. And guess what it said on the front of it? Be still and know that I am God. Seriously, incredible. You know, the Holy Spirit will intentionally put you in a quiet season to make sure that you're following Christ and not some experience that gives you a thrill. Anybody else in that season right now except besides me? Your life may not be quiet, but the Holy Spirit's quiet. You know what I mean? My life is never truly quiet. I have, you know, five kids, very young kids. But, you know, the American church got a bit off track when we started calling Sunday services an experience an experience, and now many churches are chasing after an experience rather than Jesus Christ. Church doesn't exist to give you an experience. That's not the purpose of church. It exists to equip you to make a difference for Jesus Christ. So if you're chasing after an experience, you will always end up bored and frustrated and disappointed. And then you'll head to the next church for a new experience, and you'll get it for a little while, and then you'll have the same outcome. You'll get bored. You'll get disappointed. But if you show up to church to get encouraged and corrected and equipped for God's assignment on your life, everything changes. The church becomes alive to you. You start forming relationships that really matter. And you become fulfilled even when life is mundane. You know, we tend to gauge the Lord's involvement in our lives on an emotional high. If the church service brought us to tears, the Lord was there. If we left excited, the Lord was there. But if it was boring, Cade missed it. He missed it. He better bring back the thrill next week, right? We're using the wrong measuring stick. Although God gave us emotions, and they most definitely get stirred up when we sense the Lord's involvement in our lives, they're not a gauge of his presence. You must understand that God never withholds his presence from those who belong to Christ. God is never withholding his presence from you. Let that soak in. He's never withholding. He's eagerly waiting for you to allow his involvement in your life. Let me show you what I mean in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, and this is so beautiful. So God decided in advance to adopt you into his own family by bringing you to himself through Jesus Christ. Y'all, it's what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. 
So we praise God for the glorious grace that he's poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Y'all, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of Christ and he forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. What more could you need? He has showered kindness, wisdom, and understanding on you. Get under the shower. Take a shower, right? God wants to be a part of everything you do, but he can only truly work in the areas of your life that you allow him to work. You have to open the door and let him in. So if we can't use emotions, how do we measure how open we are with the Lord? How do we know that we've truly allowed him to be involved in every area of our life? Well, it's when two things exist, grace and peace. That's why many of the New Testament books of the Bible start with this, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you all ever noticed that being repeated over and over in the New Testament? Grace and peace, grace and peace. The evidence of grace and peace reveals how much you allow God to be involved in your life. Not an emotional high, not a thrilling experience, but grace and peace. So how would you define the word grace? I want you all just to spit out some answers at me. How do you, how do you define grace? Something you're given but don't deserve. Good. Forgiveness. Good. The holy influence of God. Overlooking offense. God's riches at Christ's expense. So grace is one of those churchy words that we say a lot without really understanding what it means. The reason it's so hard to explain is because the original Greek word, charis, is just really rich in meaning. You see, grace brings you joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. And some of y'all need this one, kind speech. And it enables the power of God to protect you and to strengthen you. Grace enables you to live a holy life. You know, grace is what actually moved you to say yes to Jesus Christ in the first place. That was grace at work. And if I had to sum it up in one sentence, here it is. Grace is the unearned goodness of God at work in your life. You know God's grace is working in an area of your life when you handle challenges with ease, when you remain strong in your faith no matter what's going on around you. You know, if there's no evidence of God's grace, you have yet to allow him access to that area of your life. Or you're somewhere where he told you to leave. For example, maybe you experience God's grace at work, but you don't see it in your parenting. Quit trying to parent without God. Give up control and give him access because they're his kids anyways. Or maybe you're working on something that the Holy Spirit told you to stop. Nobody would ever do that except me. Like his grace used to be there, but it's not there anymore. Has anybody ever experienced that? Yeah. God won't give you grace for disobedience. Man. So unless you want to keep working on that without God's grace, you should probably just listen and do what he told you to do. 
All right, let's talk about peace. Again, one of those words we say a lot with really, uh, without understanding the richness of its meaning. Here's how the Thayer lexicon defines the word that was translated to peace in the Bible. It has several definitions. Exemption from the rage and havoc of war. Security, safety, and prosperity. The tranquil state of someone assured of their salvation in Christ. They fear nothing other than God. They are content with their earthly lot whatever that may be. Peace. I mean, that's really thick. And that first one reminded me of like my experience through all the COVID drama. Everybody's out there going crazy. And I'm like, what is going, what are y'all doing? Like I had peace in the midst of chaos. And then security, safety, and prosperity. I mean, we tend to think that these three things bring peace into our life. Like once I'm secure and once I'm safe, once I have prosperity, then I'll be peaceful. But it actually works the other way around. Peace comes first and then comes security, safety, and prosperity as a result of peace. And really the last one summed it up all in one sentence. Peace is the tranquil state of someone assured of their salvation in Christ. I mean, the more secure you are in your salvation, the more peace you have. After all, everything here is temporary. You're on your way to glory. So when the enemy tries to hit you with sickness, you don't lose your peace. Jesus is my great physician. And even if I do die, I know where I'm going. When you lose your job, you don't lose your peace because my heavenly father is wealthy. He's my provider. He promised to always take care of me. He supplies all my needs according to his bank account. <laughs> his riches, not mine, praise God. Right? He's going to supply every need, man. So the more secure you are in who you are in Christ, the more peace you have. And that's why peace is an indicator of how much you are allowing God to have access into your life. So when the Holy Spirit is quiet, when there's no emotional high, does this mean that God's left you? No. We cannot use emotions to gauge God's presence in our lives. We've got to stop that. But we can examine our closeness with God by the level of grace and peace that are evident in our lives. If either one is missing, it should just trigger an alarm inside of you. Ah, I've yet to give God access to that area, and I need to give it to him now. Remember, God never leaves you. You know the scripture. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And that's not just a nice saying. It's a true saying. He never leaves you. He's always sitting there waiting for you to give him access. So let him in. He'll do a much better job than you. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.